I'm going to dictate this letter on my recording device. It's just so easy for me to do that. I can talk a little easier than I can make my fingers operate a keyboard. I'll bring you up to date. Over the past few months, something has kind of stricken me, perhaps a little stroke. It's mainly affected my hands. I don't have any deterioration in ability to do scripture. I don't have any basic problem when I'm working on scripture, except it is harder for me to coordinate my fingers on the keyboard. So I have to retype things and leave letters out. If I were to become physically unable to operate at this level, I would go to assisted living. When there is more pressure of life on me, I think it's bad. When I am in strife with anyone or there's a lot of commotion, um, for example, the cat jumped up on the stereo and knocked a piece of our ceramic off and it broke in big chunks. And of course, that's disturbing. Um, sometimes I have trouble with the TV. Our remotes are a little more complex to use. I even had a little trouble before these things began to happen. But streaming is more difficult to get to the different channels. And sometimes I get a little confused on trying to get the TV. These are things that really don't matter. The electronic things, such as the keyboards and the computers, sometimes confuse me. But again, with Pam, she can help me with those things. But if I were to become physically paralyzed, I had some paralysis in, on my right hand, and my fingers sometimes don't do what I'm wanting them to do in typing. So that's pretty much the state. As long as I keep my life in order with a certain amount of peace, I think I can keep going. I do hear one thing over and over from God. Keep working. I suspect when I'm reading the Bible and working, my mind functions pretty well. I know that I've read the exhortations on the blog of recent time, and I've thought they were very good. I've read them, and I've used the scripture, and nothing seems very different except the typing. So this is not, at this stage, 
as bad as one might think. I guess that's about what I'd want you to know. I think the music helps me. We had a difficult day all day yesterday. We had a difficult day in many areas. I don't remember if I told you that the cat broke one of our teapots from Mackenzie Child and it had to be thrown away. And that's disturbing, of course. I don't think we either of us were overly disturbed. We know all of these physical things that we enjoy are temporary. We are fortunate because we know Bible and we know that God is helping us and we know that scripture in, that scripture in 1 Corinthians 3.16 is so, so important. You're, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God dwells in you? We know God is with us, he's in us, helps us make decisions. And I turned to him with this problem and really was helped considerably because I just kept hearing, just keep working. And I think the exhortations are good. I think the blog is good. My voice is stable enough that I could record. I've recorded ahead about 10 days, so I don't have to record right now. <clears throat> Linda Rogers is a big help, I think, to Pam in what she's doing. Pam has so much work to do. One thing of a happy note that I want to tell you about, we went, I think it was yesterday, and had our hair cut. This is Pam's first haircut since chemotherapy. It, she looks like a French poodle. It's growing and it's very thick and luxurious and it's wonderful. The hair cutter said his sister had chemotherapy and lost her hair. And when it grew back, they call it chemo curl. And he said that was 10 years ago, and she still has that curly hair, and her hair was once totally straight. Well, Pam always had beautiful hair. It was natural. It was flowing, and it's a kind of a, it's the color of Gracie, which is one of our dogs. Uh, it's grayish kind of dark, dark spots and dark places, and it's very pretty. But we went and we asked her and had a haircut. And I don't know if we've made any progress on our candle. But Sandra Kern suggested that the problem might be with Gmail and not Kindle. And I think that's a very valid point. And I think Pam did contact them. I don't know whether it's going to work or not. So what you can do is send the email 
if you write me, you can send it to Pam. She will easily get it to me. I, I really didn't like the experience of missing Betsy's email. Oh, Betsy, speaking of Betsy, I had an open vision about Betsy. I don't know the name of this hymn, but it's that one that the third stanza says, Rejoice, ye rejoice, O Christian. I had an open vision of Betsy, and that hymn was playing, and she got to that stanza. And at that exact words of rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, she was jumping up and down, and her hands were in the air, and she was sort of dancing as Jewish people dance, and singing and, and rejoicing. And I felt God was showing me her spiritual condition that she either has right now or will have. But I've always had hope for Betsy. And after I moved to Colorado, Betsy's the only person from the Bridge Center that we stayed in touch. I think that has a meaning to it. So I was going to bring you up with these things. If this is a stroke, it's very, there were three episodes. It was, I consider, extremely minor. And my mind is, as I think, is razor sharp on scripture as it ever was. So I should be able to do exhortations. My voice sometimes is a problem. I should be able to do blog. I'll do what I can do. The music is of great benefit to me. I listened to that Mozart concerto three times last night as I was getting ready for bed. It has such a calming influence for me, and that was, I believe, the greatest violinist I've ever heard. I looked him up on Wikipedia, and he's Czechoslovakian, and his grandfather is Dvorak, the composer, and his father was uh, Joseph Sulch, a composer and violinist. But this man could play violin extraordinarily well. I went to Mr. Galamian's school, the highest level you can go to, not as a performer, but as an observer of the school and the teaching methods. Back in 1958-59, Metamount School of Music, which is the Juilliard Summer School of Music in Upper New York State. I heard the greatest concert artist uh, that would be coming up, young kids, Lynn Harold, my teacher's son, a cellist. He was 13 at the time. Perlman was 13. He wasn't after school. He was en route to the United States from Israel. But these were the greatest violinist and cellist that you 
here in the United States today, the Galamian School from Juilliard. So I've heard really, really good violins. And this salt guy was just incredible. He was born in 1929, so he didn't end up being in Hitler's army. He's from Czechoslovakia, but as you perhaps know, Hitler took Czechoslovakia and put it, I think, into Germany. And then after the war, they restated it as a nation. So in 1929, he was born. Hitler took over in 33. World War II ended in 45. And so this guy was college-aged by the time World War II ended. But I've never heard any better playing than this Joseph Sook did. I had never heard him before we started this program. There are sometimes as many as I'm sure a hundred performers for me to choose from when I'm making choices on which one to present. Recently, I wanted so much to present Artura Toscanini on one of those. And it's a short presentation of about seven minutes long, Rienzi Overture. So I finally decided to go ahead and put Toscanini and also put um, let's see, who is the composer, uh, the conductor? It was a very good conductor. Otto Kemperer as the recording of the conductor and put both of them on there. Kemperer fled World War II and he fled Germany in 1933. Hitler became, went, came to power in January of 1933. It's kind of interesting, Roosevelt came in exactly the same time. And by 1934, Hitler had set up his government to, to and the Jewish restrictions had begun. They couldn't go to parks, they couldn't go to restaurants. They had to wear that star all the time. So they couldn't go in certain stores, and they were identified to people as Jews. So the persecution began between the years of 33 and 34. Kemper was one of the Jews that fled the United States, first to England, I think, and then the United States. And he's the conductor of this Renzi Overture that I'm using. Also, I'm using Toscanini's all uh, uh, it was made in 1938, but I'm using the Toscanini recording. They're both very listenable, and Rienzi is one of the most beautiful themes that I've ever heard. It's by Richard Wagner. That pretty much brings you up to date.